Scar Has Warrior School, written and read by David White. Legend tells of a warrior queen of Sky who over 2,000 years ago trained warriors revered the world over. Thought to be daughter of the king of Scythia, the ruler of a vast empire which extended across swathes of modern Eastern Europe and Asia, Skaha was from a mighty lineage. Her strength in battle, though, could be matched by none in her father's court, nor any in all her conquests across Europe. Through a tale, much of which is lost in time, Skaha became a queen in her own right, and while her dominion was markedly smaller than that of her father's, her role was far greater. After her death, she became heralded as a Celtic goddess responsible for guiding the dead to Tirnanog, the Celtic afterlife. But the tale I shall tell is not of her godly status, or her lengthy journey, but is instead of the warrior school she ran, and in particular one especially talented participant. The sun began to rise in the east as it did each and every day, and Skaha had no warriors that it would set in the west, and that she would be there to witness it, for never in all her years had death come close to besting her. She stood tall upon the main embankment to her fortress, and cast her gaze out to sea. A brisk wind danced along the nape of her neck, flicking the odd hair out of place. Stuck fast like a statue, she remained as though no force of nature could induce her to waver, even for a moment. She could hear the faint clanging of swords striking far behind her, lower within the fortress, and she smiled. Her warriors were hard at work, as expected, for while she trained them as best she could, it was only their own dedication that would make them truly great. She took a breath and thought through how each of her warriors had come to her, all had had to face the challenge of breaching her defences, as an audience was never granted, but had to be fought for. Each had their own method. Some of the larger brutes sought to rely on their strength alone. Rarely did that succeed. Most others opted for finding weaknesses in her defences, or more subtle tactics, for while she knew the importance of swordsmanship, she also knew the importance of strategy and deception. Mother... Training has begun for the day. All have completed their initial drills and are waiting your further instruction, shouted a young woman from down below, her hair carefully braiding in her stance, almost matching that of her mother's. She appeared a formidable adversary, as well as a great beauty, a dangerous combination. Very well, assemble them in front of my roundhouse. Today we shall train in unarmed combat. She replied without even glancing towards her daughter. Sharply, she turned and walked down the embankment. Training commenced in fullness upon the arrival of Skaha. All were in awe of her despite many having seen her through the years. Her presence, legend tells, when doing what she did best, was nothing short of wondrous. She fights as though in an intricate yet elegant dance, smooth lines, Swift movements, sharp turns, and she still remained composed. Her drip of sweat never left her brow. Upon completing the class, Skaha summoned her daughter. I sense a newcomer approaching, stated Skaha bluntly. I shall leave with the warriors at once to oppose them, 
responded her daughter, who, like her mother, had a preference for concise communication. No, we shall remain at ease. Perhaps place a couple of warriors on the embankment to test him, but nothing more. I'm curious. Skaha, having made her well known, then retreated to her roundhouse, where she sat and waited. The day drew on in the sunset, and still the newcomer had not arrived. Yet Skaha sat and waited, for she knew one was on their way. When dawn was about to break, the clash of swords could be heard, and the loud exclamation of one man could also be picked out through the din. How dare you confront me in such a way? I am the hero of Ulster, Cthulhuan, and I have come to challenge your leader, and no other, roared the man having made himself and his purpose known. Skaha stepped out from the dark and raised a hand. All fighting stopped. Queen, said Skaha. What? responded the now dishevelled warrior, even more perplexed by the sudden appearance of this formidable-looking woman. I am their queen, not their leader, replied Skaha. Of course, your majesty, I beg your forgiveness, responded Cthulhuan, now regaining his composure. I've come to challenge you. So I've heard. Unfortunately, to challenge myself, you must first defeat my warriors. Very well, Cthulhuan said curtly. I shall return at first light to commence dueling. The morn came and Skaha had but a couple hours of sleep but was unwavered by it. Indeed, she appeared fully rested and equally as strong as she appeared each and every day. She had selected her battle armour and her prize sword to preside over the duelling, as while she was unmoved by the titles and claims of Cthulhuan, she had heard whispers of his skill with a blade, and a smart queen is ready. The duelling began in earnest an hour after sunrise with the newest of the recruits facing Cthulhuan, and from there on he would face the next most experience. As Cthulhuan drew his blade to begin the first duel, he glanced to Skaha and tilted his head in salute. Skaha then declared the start of the duel. In but a few brief minutes, the first of the warriors had been bested, and the next to oppose him was shaken. As was much of the rest of the fortress, who had just witnessed skills almost as intense of that as the queen herself. For while the queen fought with elegance, bewitching the onlooker with her every move, always retaining her composure. This man fought with the ferocity of a wolf, his blazed like that of a butcher, and his brow red as flame, yet not a thrust, parry or slash was misplaced. The day continued, and one after another, the warriors failed to live up to the skill of Cthulhuan. By the sunset, not a single warrior, bar Skaha's daughter, remained standing. Skaha thought at this point to call an end to the day's activities. Congratulations, Cthulhu. You have fought most formidably. But now we must break for dinner and recommence at first light, where you will face my daughter. As your majesty commands it. Cthulhu then sheathed his blade and walked towards the gates. Cthulhu, you will dine with us. Such triumph deserves celebration, does it not? We have food aplenty, Skaha offered. Your majesty is most generous, Cthulhuan stated, and then followed Skaha towards the feast hall. 
The night drew on, and Cthulhu, despite his first impression, spun many brilliant and comical tales that had even Skaha laughing, a rare break in her composed, almost unhuman image. They spoke of their youth, the battles they fought, the friends they fought alongside, the food they ate, both the best and the worst, and oh, the ale they drank. By the end of the night, Skaha was almost saddened with the thought that on the morrow, his unbeaten record would be broken by her. The sun rose on the second day of dueling, and Skaha's daughter stepped forward to fight, her armour glowing in the light, the glint of her sword appearing as though it had been forged from the stars. She was by far the most skilled of the warriors, having first picked up a blade at the age of three. Her form almost as entrancing as her mother's, and her swordsmanship second only to her mother's, until now. The duel commenced, and Though it continued back and forth for over an hour, with minor injuries on both sides, Cthulhu once again came out victorious. Well, it seems you have been granted your challenge, Cthulhu. Do you require a break to recuperate? Perhaps a brief hour or two for lunch to regain my strength, replied Cthulhu. Skaha nodded in agreement, and once again they went to feast, although this time no ale was consumed, for both knew what was at stake if they lost. The atmosphere, while still warm, was more subdued than previous night, and while Skaha cracked a smile or two, laughter was not forthcoming. Stepping back out into the open, the opponents faced one another, and upon Skaha's daughter's command, they began the duel. It was a duel like nothing any had seen before, nor would see again. It was as though the gods had descended from the heavens to challenge one another. Despite Cthulhu's style being the antithesis of Skaha's, they matched up in battle as though they were made for one another, as though two sides of the same coin. The clashing of their blades could be heard across the island, and some even reported sounds like lightning from the mainland. It continued all through the day into the night and the next day, but neither could gain the upper hand. Skaha's once cool demeanour, had changed and sweat poured down her face, yet she still did not give, and neither did he, despite appearing even more exhausted than the Queen. As the evening drew near on the second evening of dueling, Skaha's daughter believed enough was enough. It was apparent to all onlookers that the two were evenly matched, and that neither could win this duel, so she thought to distract them with food. So as to get them to put aside their blades and come together, she prepared all manner of meals, from salmon to boar to rabbit, and more, yet they would not budge. Almost resigned to the idea that the two opponents would fight forevermore, one thing slipped into her mind. She remembered one of their discussions in the feast hall after the first night, about food. Both of them loved roast deer stuffed with hazelnuts. So the next morning at dawn break, she packed her bow and went off to track down a deer. Fortunately for her, within a couple of hours she'd found a suitable candidate and killed it with a single shot to the heart. With the help of a couple of warriors, she carried it back to the camp. The rest of the day, she and the other warriors prepared the deer and built a fire close to the dueling pair so that they could see the treat before them. As the night drew in, the deer was getting nicely roasted and would be done soon. The smell was dizzying, and all around were salivating at the thought of this evening's dinner. 
The combatants were still linked in combat, as though enchanted, but then, upon hearing a voice cry, Dinner's ready! We have roast deer stuffed with hazelnuts! They both awoke from the entrancement and glanced towards the now almost fully carved deer, and with a glance into each other's eyes, they dropped their swords and picked up a plate. It was henceforth known that the best warriors in the world were Skaha and Cthulhuan, and that they would both be found in Dunskiath, a fort on the Isle of Skye. Cthulhuan decided to stay and join the woman he now called his queen, helped train her warriors and lived well on their island with food aplenty. Ultimately, as many people will know, an army marches on its stomach, and its peers, its leaders do too, for with the unifying meal, their hunger, both physically and mentally, was sated. Thank you for listening to the Folklore Scotland podcast. We'll be back every week with more folkloric content from stories to analysis. The podcast is brought to you by Folklore Scotland, the charity that aims to make Scottish folklore accessible using digital platforms, telling the tales of the past with the technology of today. If you'd like to become a voluntary contributor or would like to get in touch, pop us an email at info at folklorescotland.com and you can find all of our social media as well as a list of sources in the show notes below. The charity also now has a Ko-fi page, which you can find in the show notes if you would like to help us continue the work that we do. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>